Hello. How are you guys? Welcome to Meet Us in Mexico. It's myself Adele here on the mic check one two. Um, so I'm coming at you from Sayulita. We made it to Mexico. Uh, first of all, I'll have to apologize for the quality of the audio. It's pretty hard when you're traveling to find somewhere that's um, silent and quiet um, and without disruption. So there's times when it might be a strain to hear. So apologies for that. We do endeavor to improve um, as we continue with the podcast. So bear with us, please. Yeah, so I finished the yoga teacher training. It was brilliant. Loved it. Definitely want to shape a daily routine around it. I think mentally, physically, emotionally, it's hitting all the right, the right um, spots. So I recommend it. I recommend starting your own practice, even if it's just with YouTube. Um, so yeah, feeling great after that. We made it to Mexico last week, spent a few days in the city, just getting a few bits we had to get, and then arrived here in Sayulita yesterday evening, which isn't quite what we thought. Um, it's way more westernized than we imagined. There's like artisan coffee, cafes, restaurants, um, bars and clothes shops didn't have a proper look yet but they look bougie if you're now on main which is a bit weird when it's like a jungly Mexican coastal village so it just shows you the impact of westerners flooding into the place I'm hearing English everywhere which I think shows that the western community is pretty high here um, but look we'll suss it out and see if it's the spot we want to stay in for a few months. Keep your posted though. Um, anyway, today's episode is with Manuela, a lovely 21-year-old I met on my yoga teacher training course. She's what I think is a crystal kid. You know, when I was 21, I wasn't off developing spiritually. I was seeing how much more I could escape from my reality whereas she's delving right into it and seems to have realized that you know working with universal intelligence and the flow is the way to do this human experience so yeah it's a super interesting episode going through her 21 years on this world <laughs> well the the milestones and um how she has learned to live by following her passions and what makes her feel good. I hope you enjoy it. And um, we'll follow up this episode with another episode with Manuela. She did her first ayahuasca trip. So we did um, a recording before it and a recording afterwards. So yeah, looking forward to sharing that with you guys. Anyway, hope all is well. Um, enjoy the episode. Bye. Yes, yeah, so I met Manuela at the yoga teaching course that we just finished. Yay! Um, and Manuela was our youngest participant at age 21. <laughs> but I think it's really interesting that a 21-year-old um, 
goes for yoga teacher training. Um, what led you there? Or tell us a bit about your story. Such a broad question. Yeah, like you're, well, it's 21 years. <laughs> <laughs> so I was born. <laughs> like, tell us, like, the main, I, I guess, what you would signify as main milestones and the things that made you, you. Well, the things that made you begin to travel at 18. So I think when my mom started dating her new partner. So your parents split? Yes. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Backtrack. So they divorced when I was about two years old and then she met who I still call my stepdad even though he's not really anymore. Yeah. They dated for about 11 years and then when I was 13 they split. She met a new guy. We moved to the Czech Republic. And things just kind of went down from there. Um, like how so? So they bought this house in the middle of nowhere, like this little town that has 300 people. Um, and the mentality of the girls my age there was very different than what I was used to in the Netherlands because I come from like a small city, but still a city. So it was really hard for me to find connections there and I kind of isolated myself. Mm. Um, but it sounds like the house was quite isolated as well. Yes, yes. Okay. So In our nearest neighbors were like 500 meters down the road, down this okay. like sandy road. And then we lived in a valley um, surrounded by trees and rocks and stuff and a little creek. Yeah. And above us, there was like a graveyard and a little church where the whole town went to sing Christmas carols on <laughs> Christmas Eve. It sounds like the scene of an old Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like somewhere in Salem. Yes. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Yeah. Um, so the girls, you felt like the girls your age weren't on the my same age. mentally level. Yes. Like mental, Yeah, we just didn't level. click. Like, yeah. It's hard to connect. Um, yeah, I also stopped going to school when we moved. Personal choice. My mom's personal choice. <laughs> Not mine necessarily. What was that what was that reasoning? So it just sort of unfolded. Um, I think the original plan was to move to Costa Rica and I would go to school there and just learn Spanish and stuff. But we got stuck in the Czech Republic because they bought that house. Yeah. Um, my Czech was not good enough at that point to go to a normal Czech school. Czech is really hard, so I would not be able to pass. And it would also be like the last year of, over there, it's still elementary school. So I would not really be able to finish it. And I'd have to go back a lot of years, I think. Yeah. So that was not really an option. Um, we didn't really think about online school. I don't think any of us I don't really. Know if it was an option. Yeah, I don't really like know either. Maybe for uni, not for high school. I'm not sure. And then there was this international school in Prague, but we lived like three hours away from Prague. And my mom didn't want me living in Prague at like the age of 15. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. It's just how just, it happens. Just how it happens. And then what did you do with your day? <laughs> Good question. Um, so I played a lot of guitar. I was just wake up and play guitar and have food and play more guitar. 
we had a lot of cats, so I'd go like to the forest and they would like walk around with me. What you heard of cats? Yes, we had like fourteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And did you find it peaceful or lonely or very lonely? Yeah, yeah. It was really hard because I was a teenager. Like all I wanted to do was party and hang out with my friends, and like it wasn't really possible. Um. Yeah. And where did you find your connection then? Like what? So if people. you yeah, if you weren't connecting to people at the time, was it your mom and stepdad or I or think the mostly animals my or mom. Nature? My mom. Um, yeah, I think over the years she slowly like sort of became my best friend. Yeah. Even like up to now, it's, oh. it's really nice. That is really nice. I feel like we're on the same sort of path. Yeah level and stuff so it's easy to talk to her like she understands what I'm saying and vice versa yeah yeah and did you find yourself like because you were in amongst nature mm-hmm. did you find yourself like getting deeper feeling more connected to nature no I think I was very against all of it because I hated living there yeah um so it's really hard to switch to the mindset of like oh I, I want to connect to nature and be happy here I just wanted to get out of there and then so what age does that take you up to so we got the house or they bought the house when I was about 15 and then when I was 18 I left what, what, what was the like the idea behind buying a house in the middle of the world. Another great question. <laughs> um, so they, I think they originally wanted to rent a house to kind of sort things out for Costa Rica and figure things out. And then we actually went to the Netherlands for a summer because I had a few concerts planned. And like my dad lived there and stuff. And then my grandparents my mom's mom and her partner knew that they were looking for a house and then they found this one and they went to visit and they were like oh this house is amazing it has all wooden floors like you have to buy it it has like a grand piano and stuff and like my mom and her partner just kind of bought it without really seeing the house and then when they moved into the house it was not all wooden floors and it was kind of falling apart and like it was just great it's and it had a ghost. Yeah, so <laughs> I think so. It was a lot of weird things going on yeah. in the house. Um, so there was this old, I think it was the old bedroom of the couple that used to live there. And the man passed away and then the lady went to this house for the elderly. elderly. Yeah. Um, and he kind of stayed behind. So when we moved in, um, my parents wanted to sleep in that house, in, in that room, because it was on the first floor and it's close to like the exit and stuff, and close to nature. And that's where the grand piano was. So to like sleep there, they were like gonna move the grand piano and it made all these like stripes on the floor because it's really heavy and it's tile. And then that day they got into this like really big fight and it was about moving the stuff around yeah and then she went to meditate on it and she ended up like sort of communicating with with the man that used to live there 
and he was like oh who are these people they're moving all my stuff and like he was really angry and upset about it and he's like where's my wife and then my mom like kind of explained to him what was going on and like he sort of accepted it and like was like okay and i'm not sure if he like ended up staying or, or left went yeah. to the outer world um yeah so that that happened so your mom quite i would say you're quite spiritual yes and your mom is also seems to be yeah that's where you would you say after you got it or? yeah i think she got into it a bit when i was around the age of eight maybe um do you know Louisa Hay? Yeah, Louisa Hay. Yeah. So she read her book and then like started with the affirmations. You can then, heal your life. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then slowly just like dove deeper. And I think that's what I was mostly raised on. I remember I had this like best friend when I was around that age and eventually she was allowed to come over anymore because like me and my mom were too weird and her mom didn't like it. <laughs> Yeah. Would you be sending her home affirmations? <laughs> I don't know, probably. <laughs> You're a strong, independent, 11 year old. <laughs> don't listen to your mom. <laughs> yeah. Listen to my mom. Yes. <laughs> and Louise here. Exactly. <laughs> cool. So for you, like, being, I don't know, like, how would you describe spirituality for you? Like, what? What did you see was different between like that friend's mom and how she was being raised and how your mom and how you've been raised? I think me and my mom were always really open about like ghosts and like seeing entities and stuff. Yeah. 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 I've always had like a feeling that I was able to like not see them but like sense their presence. Yeah. And I like talk to my mom about that and then we would talk about it when my friend came over and then mom was like no that's not true like it's bullshit don't listen to them they're crazy <laughs> um i think we just had a very open mindset yeah and like belief in like reincarnation all of that yeah 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 i think um any yeah, parents who parents can tend to shield their kids from things they don't know the answers to yet either yeah how weird it is that parents, if they don't understand something, they don't want their child exposed to anything to do with it because then they get questions about stuff they don't understand or like, yeah, yeah. or they've never had an experience. So to them, it's not reality. Yeah. The child is curious, they should allow. It's like people are afraid their children will get poisoned. But it's just curiosity, isn't it? I think so. Like she would have been, that child would have been curious. Cause yeah. Like, she would have not necessarily believed everything no, that but she and my mom were talking yeah. about. But. Well, it's like if you believe in that stuff, then you, you don't really, you don't really conform to, I don't know, like the idea of the material realm, which is what mm. like your parents want, your yeah. average parent wanted to strive yeah. for. Which is understandable because they want stuff, safety stuff, and security. Stuff. <laughs> Whereas if you're trying for something that's non-material or believe in a world that's not material, yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna build a house made of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> the house will build itself. <laughs> <laughs> that's free labor. 
driver. <laughs> how was your how was your guitar after like three years? Also, I well, the know, strings were broken. <laughs> but when did you start guitar? Is that was so, it because of the house or was it prior to that? Mm, so it was when I dropped out of high school. Yeah. It was I'm a high school Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was like fourteen and then that Christmas, twenty fourteen, I got a guitar and I was just like in love with it immediately. And I think when I dropped out I was in a very dark place mentally because I didn't feel like I had like a purpose. Um and that changed when I got the guitar. It's like, yeah. So and did you throw yourself into learning it? Yeah. YouTube? Yeah. Would, like YouTube, yeah. And then eventually, like Google and like guitar taps and stuff. But I think there was like a period where I was just like play like six to eight hours a day, like Whoa. on it. Yeah. Because I didn't have anything else to do. I was just chilling. Yeah. But that's a real passion. Yeah. 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 It made me really happy. Like it, it really took me out of that dark place. And what kind of songs did you play? Nirvana? Yeah, Taylor Swift and like a cheer. A mixture. Just everything. Yeah. You're really self-motivated. Or self, like... Thank you. You seem to be... That's what strikes me about you. That you seem to be very... Like connected to your passion and what makes you feel good. And connected to... And motivated to do that. Yeah, like you're not confused by other people's past. Yeah, like girls your age, like what they're doing or striving for. Thank you. Yeah, where um, did that come? That was a freaking statement. Sorry, not all girls are not striving for the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> but like you're not taken in by like the like like all the stuff on social media. Mm. I think so. Where it comes from, I think is like not going to school from quite a young age and like understanding that if I want to do something with my life it has to like just come from me it's not gonna like be no my education gonna come and save, and yeah. like yeah exactly yeah. yeah um and I think I had quite a few like people around me that were much older than me and I looked at their lives and it's like oh that's exactly what I do not want for myself so I think that motivated me quite a lot um and I mean, like, I'm traveling now, which is really cool. Yeah, so you start traveling at 18. Yes. What was the, what inspired you to do that? Or why, what was the reason? So I was living in the Czech Republic prior to that. And our house, our, our family situation was quite dysfunctional. Yeah. And there was not really much, like, other options for me. Like, I could do university, I guess, but thank God I didn't. So I study like management or something at that age. <laughs> um, yeah, so I kind of was like, yeah, going traveling and it, it was like, I think after a while, the playing guitar eight hours a day kind of got boring. After and a few years. After a few years. <laughs> I needed like a new purpose, so I was like, I was talking to my mom how I felt really bored and like I wanted to do something and she was actually the one who was like, why don't you look online for volunteering opportunities abroad? And I think I was like 16 or something at this point. 
So that's how I kind of got into it. I had no idea like what backpackers were, like that it even existed. I was yeah. just like, I want to, I want to go somewhere and do something cool. And then I kind of became a little bit obsessed with it. It's <laughs> like just constantly like researching like places and itineraries and like things to do. Um, and what was your first stop or where did you? So my mom and her partner actually surprised me for my 18th birthday. Yeah. They went to Bali. They took me with them. Yeah. Oh, I want to go. It's beautiful. It's it's so amazing. My mom actually did her first um, tantra course there, so that's why they went. Cool. Yeah. I stayed there for three weeks with them, and then my first like solo trip was to Australia, to South Australia, this little place called Port Elliot, and I volunteered at a hostel there. So I worked like two hours in the morning making beds and like cleaning the kitchen. And then, at the rest of the day off and had free accommodation. Like it's it's really good. Was that on Work Away? I think so. Work Away or this other website called Helpstay. They're I think a bit smaller than Work Away, but yeah. similar. Yeah. So yeah, that was the first stop and then just caught the travel bar. So you didn't come back after that? No, I did because I already had the plane ticket booked. Like it was like a three month visa and then I was like, I'll come back. Um, and then I just kind of worked for a few months. I worked as a, a, a dishwasher and then got a job as a ski instructor in the mountains for the winter. What Czech mountains. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I came back to the to the house in the Czech Republic, and then um, my mom and her partner went to go buy a car one day. They were like gone all day, and then they came back, and I went to my mom. I'm like, I, I did a thing. She's like, What did you do? And I'm like, I bought a I bought a flight to the Maldives. And she's like, Oh, like a return flight. And I'm like, No, like one way. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's kind of when it, I think it really started. I was still 18 at this point, almost 19. And then didn't come back for a little every year. And then COVID Ooh. happened. Yeah, so I started traveling, started my travels in the Maldives. Where are the Maldives? So, yeah. India, Sri Lanka, and then there's this island group. I, I'm not sure if it's like... Oh, my fatherland's neighbors. <laughs> yes, it's like a, an hour or so from Sri Lanka. Like down Ooh, in the a little island. Yeah. You know the, you know the Maldives. Yeah, when I yeah, show yeah, you. yeah. Did you see any lesbians there? Yes, yeah, I saw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Comfortable in public. <laughs> I um, don't know, we could be fine there. Sri yeah. Lanka, I'd say it's beautiful. I know, we, we are going to go there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, fine. And what was that like? I don't know anything about the Maldives, really. So What's like the vibe there? So it's either you stay at an overwater bungalow for like a thousand dollars a night, or you stay on like a local island, which have only opened up to tourists in 2011, I think. Um, and you stay in a hostel. It was my first introduction to yoga actually there. There's like a yoga teacher volunteering there. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool to do one day. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a little island. You can like, the one I stayed on was called Himakushi. You yeah. can walk around in like 20 minutes. And there's beautiful surf everywhere around and like warm weather and like just the water and stuff. 
really nice. What did you do there? Like, what were your days like? So I was only there for a week and um, went to Sri Lanka, but um, I would like wake up and do the yoga class and then go for a surf and have breakfast and chill on the beach. Oh, right. It's it very felt nice. like you made such a good decision. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fast decision. Yeah. And then you went to Sri Lanka? Yes. For how long? Uh, about a month. So I volunteered at a hostel in Weligama, which is on the south coast. Weligama. Weligama. I don't know. Um, volunteered there for two weeks. What's Rani Lesbian? Lesbians go there. Not that I know I know the reason um, I'm asking that is because I would like to go and spend some time in Sri Lanka, but I think they're quite conservative when it comes to the lesbians. So. I don't think me and Adi would be able to like express our love very openly. I think maybe the pain in the ass. The touristy places would be quite okay because they're very used to like hippies and like weirdos, (laughs) lesbians, freaks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you Um, volunteered at a hostel there. Yes. Yeah. Same thing, like making beds and cleaning and stuff. And then they kicked me out after two weeks because I don't think they really liked me. <laughs> and then I was like, fuck, what am I going to do now? And then traveled around for two weeks with these other two people that I met. Yeah. Um, and then run out of money. So I went to Australia, found a place. I, I worked as an out there for a little bit. Cool. Yeah. All this online connection. Yeah, like Facebook and work away and stuff. Like, yeah. And then did you get to live in as an au pair? Yes. So the first one was more like a volunteer kind of placement where it was less hours, but I had room and like food included. Awesome. And then eventually got a paid job and then uh, met this guy, and, like moved in with him. And then, like a love interest. Yeah. A love, love interest. interest. Um, and then... Is this this recent trip? Yeah, I mean... So this led into where you were before COVID happened? Yes, yes. So I was in Australia for about a year. Um, okay. Like 19 years old, 20. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When did you turn, turn 21? When? This year, like February 20th. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I went home to apply for my working holiday visa for Australia, and then the border sh- shut and COVID happened. Uh, was back at home in the Czech Republic, which sucks. Did you find it <laughs> healing at all? Was Being any- back home? Yeah. At the time, no, because I was still dating the guy, so it's like really hard because we didn't really see a future but we we're still like in love and stuff um and it was just really hard being back home in general i get in i don't enjoy being there it's not my place yeah, yeah. i find it hard being in ireland i do too yeah, yeah. my sort of visit would be like a plane yeah exactly yeah i think like when you feel it's like to have your wings spread, it's hard to go back to. It's like they get clipped. Yeah, yeah. for me anyway. But that's yeah, just my same. experience. Um, and then where does the yoga fit into all this? What led you to making the decision to come 
So, and develop your flow master skills. <laughs> Manuela is like uh, insanely good at interpretive yoga. I know it's not interpretive. It's like I create a really good flow that I think it's, it's quite it's hard to do. Thank you. Yeah. It seems to come naturally to you. I um. So I started doing it when I was sleeping with my ex-boyfriend. I was working out at first and then I got really sore and I was like, I should stretch. And then slowly the stretching became my workout. But I was like really embarrassed to like do like yoga videos in front of him. Yeah. Because we would like work out in the same space. So I would just like pretend that I'm stretching even though it's like yoga. I was so embarrassed by it. Oh. Um, and then eventually he caught on that it was yoga and he gave me a yoga mat for Christmas. Which is oh. cute. Um, and, but yeah, that's kind of how I started just flowing. Like, because I didn't know what else to do. Um, and then it really developed quite a lot during COVID when I was back home. I, uh, yeah, I found it really fun, and I was looking at inspiration on Instagram, like other girls practicing yoga and looking at their flows. And then I wanted to do my training, I think, because I, I met a lot of girls that were teaching in hostels, like volunteering Traveling. and stuff. It just seemed like a perfect fit, so I was like, I'll do my training. And ended up here in Columbia. You envision like how do you see your next few years? So I kind of because you wanted to go back to Australia, but why? So there's like a now? sorry, there's a bit of a fight between my heart and my mind, and I think I really would like to just immediately like get on a flight and go to Australia. But I think what would be best for me in the long run was just to like travel around and hopefully teach yoga in different places and volunteer and stuff and just get a bunch of life experience and then study. I, wanna, I do want to do university um, yeah. online while I travel. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. See, there are other options out there, guys. Yeah. You just have to find your way. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, the, what, and like you mean there's a struggle between your heart and your your head yeah because of the boy or no a little bit yeah yeah i don't know um there's like a part of me that kind of hopes that i go back to australia and we run into each other in like a corner and he spills coffee on me oh. <laughs> which oh. is not gonna happen but can i buy you there. <laughs> exactly. As, a, as an apology. <laughs> um, but I think I've also quite like outgrown him and it wouldn't be good for me to get back into that unless he's grown, but I don't know. Yes, yeah. yeah. And I also just love Australia. Yeah. So even like without him, I, I still want to go back. But I hope this isn't going to sound like really superstitious, but what would be like perfect is that like I get to develop as a human and like grow and then eventually when I do go back to Australia, I would love to just find like an Aussie boy and like stay there, yeah. start my own studio and stuff. Like, oh, that's a great idea. That's beautiful. And I think like you have a good 
sense of what's going to help you grow and develop. Like, as you have seen, I'm with traveling hats. Yeah. So it sounds like you've like just equipped yourself but in order to like the yoga teaching to be able to do that even more mm-hmm. and, and open up your options more yeah. do you have um any advice for young people or people your age drop out of school, school. <laughs> yeah drop out of school 15 years <laughs> um sorry you said especially girls yeah yeah i think really just focus on what you like to do and what you want to do whether it makes sense or not to others I don't think that really matters but yeah just keep developing what you enjoy doing and then see where that takes you go with the flow if you end up doing something completely different but you enjoy doing that just go for it yeah this is so true yeah I learned this later in life yeah, well, same. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you're a crystal child. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the amount of crystals I carry in my backpack. <laughs> no. I think Manu's a higher conscious being. I, I know, crystal kids, look them up. They came here like with a job to do. And they definitely wanted them. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share or say? Thank you for having me. Oh, <laughs> it's thank really you for nice. Yeah. Tell us why you wanted to do ayahuasca. All right. So, when I was 19 and I was dating the guy I talked about earlier, I ended up getting pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, I've only been in one one relationship okay. so far. But yeah, I ended up getting pregnant and decided to get an abortion. Um and then I don't really remember if I found out before or later, but I think I kind of knew that both my mom and my grandma went through an abortion at that age. And it always kind of felt like it was like a cycle. Um, But when I went through it, it didn't feel very heavy. Like I didn't feel like I had to heal something until I really got here to the training. And then I kind of decided and realized that if I'm not the one to break the cycle of, of abortions, like my potentially my future daughter might go through the same thing. And I didn't want that to happen. So and we met the, the medicine woman who comes from the south part of Colombia from the Amazon, who works with ayahuasca and specializes in like womb healing and like women who've had miscarriages and abortions and it's just like it gets like perfect i just felt like i had to do it so yes that's why i decided yeah uh awesome thanks so much I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as we did. I was going to start singing there. I chose not to. Um, yeah, that was a fun episode. Manuela's a great, great girl. Uh, join us next week or in a few days for her pre and post ayahuasca ceremony interview. It's um, an interesting little snapshot into her experience. 
Um, yeah, have a good week, guys. I'll talk to you soon. See ya, see ya, see ya.